with, with everything that we do. It is the backbone of what we do. So please continue to pray with us and for us. There are many people who may never be called into a mission field. You may not be called to go out into a foreign land. But you do hold in your hand the power to impact the lives of many people for a positive change through your partnerships in prayer and in financial giving, in being obedient to God. You will have a part in missions. Missions is the heartbeat of the church. This is because this is what God is doing around the world. God is in missions. He's out there working to bring salvation, bring people to himself. And uh, so if his church is obedient, then his church will be with him in the work of missions. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, the words of Jesus gives indication as to what his purpose on earth is all about. He said, come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This is what he had come to do. People talk about Christ not building a church, but Christ had a strategy. You know, when he makes disciples, he expects them to also go out there and make other disciples and to multiply in doing that. This is how churches are built. This is how we get people to become Christians. You don't keep good news to yourself. You share good news. And Christ has make, made us disciples, and he wants us to go out there and to make other disciples. This is what the work of missions is about. God is doing his work, and he invites his church, you and I, to come along. It is not like Jesus is asking us to consider joining him. No, he expects us to respond in obedience to his call. God isn't just saying, consider this, if you won't come along. This is his church. This is what he is doing. And he wants every one of us to be part of that program. You know, there are, we are told there are 7 billion people in this world. 60% of the population of the world live in Asia. 15% in Europe. 12% in my beloved Africa, 8% in Latin America, and 5% in North America. God loves every single one of these people. It doesn't matter where you are. And so we can't even have the luxury of saying, oh, you know, this is my 
corner and I'm, I'm just okay here. He wants his word to go everywhere in this world. Give every man, woman, child the opportunity to hear about the good news that the Lord has paid the price for our sin. He has given his son to take our place on that cross. His son has died a death that you and I deserve to die. He has taken our place. Now he wants you to put your trust in him. And he wants you to take that message to those who are perishing without the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God is interested in every single person on this planet Earth. And he wants his people to be interested in everyone. Someone has said that missions is not an elective course. It is the core subject. This is what we do. It isn't, I don't like mission, I don't want to do it. If you're going to pass your course, you have to do missions. This is what God expects of us. Scripture this morning calls on us to love God with all our heart and soul and mind. I suppose I did not read that scripture. But uh, it is found in Matthew 22, 34 to 40. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew Chapter 22, 34 to 40. The great commandment, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in, in the law, tested him with this question, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law of the prophets hangs on these two commandments. So we are asked to love God with all our heart, our whole being. And the second command is to love our neighbor as ourselves. What does this mean in terms of missions? I think, first of all, that loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind means that we are not holding anything back. We are completely, 100% sold out. It means complete surrender, and therefore it means total obedience to the word of God, to the directions and the dictates of God. That is what it means to love God with everything that we have. No holding back. And loving our neighbor as ourselves, I think, just means I will do what is right by my neighbor. I will do good to my neighbor. 
I would not withhold the best news and the best of everything from my neighbor. And you say, who is my neighbor? Anybody that needs your help. Anybody that needs, stands in need of something, is your neighbor. And they might be across the oceans. But that person is your neighbor. You know, as people, we tend to give ourselves too many excuses about why we can't do this or we can't do the other thing. I do it, and I'm sure many also do that. You remember, even Moses had an excuse why he couldn't do what God wanted him to do. In Exodus 3.11, Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Who am I? He's talking to God, and he's asking God, Who am I that I should do this? If God wants you to do something, he knows who you are, and he knows what you're capable of. But he's not depending on what you are able to do. He is depending on what he will do through you. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you will obedient to God, God will do his work through you. Nothing is impossible to God, even for those who aren't articulate. God can use them. You know, some of the excuses, I can't preach. I'm not a preacher. Well, God knows that too. (laughs) I think the day that I stand up behind a pulpit and think I can preach, that will be the day I sit down and don't attempt to do it because it is not in my ability to do it. It is I'm relying on the power of God to do his work through me. And so we don't qualify except God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. I can preach, we say. I'm too old. This is my retirement uh, years. I can go. But even people who cannot go themselves are able to support those that are able to go. So you can have a part in it. I always uh, talk about uh, uh, Oswald J. Smith, the founder of the People's Church in Toronto. He was disqualified to go on a mission field because he looked too frail. But he said, okay. So when he founded the People's Church, he determined that he will support people to go on the mission field. And it is said that the People's Church support over 300 missionaries around the world, and they raised millions of dollars to do that. Whatever it is, God is able to use you to uh, help the cause of missions. So we have to stop with the excuses. I'm not well educated. Family won't allow me. I'm not eloquent. 
See, Moses tried to use that too with God. You know, I can talk. But God reminded him who made his mouth and tongue. And he's able to use Moses. He's able to use me. And he's able to use other people. I didn't think I could stand before people and and talk without breaking out, too. In fact, in my former life, (laughs) I used to not be able to talk before five or ten people. Uh, We had an association, a Ghanaian-Canadian association, when I lived in Calgary. And uh, for one term of about two years, I was the chair of that organization. And I just dreaded going to meetings because whenever I had to speak before the group, you know, my, I, my voice was just all over the place, breaking out, stammering. I was fearful of standing before people and talking. This isn't magic. This is God doing his work now. That is how I'm able to, to, to stand before people. And if God can do that with me, he can definitely do that with every one of us. If he can help me to overcome that fear and that shyness, in front of people, then God can do that for you as well. Brothers and sisters, it is the Lord's responsibility to equip those he calls to ministry. God equips those he calls into mission. Even if you are not going on the mission field, you can do something. You can say yes to the Lord, You can ask God for whatever part that you can play, and God will show you. And be faithful in that service. When God called us to go to Ghana, my family responded, not knowing what we were getting into. (laughs) I'm sure that if God were to reveal everything to us initially, we would be so scared of doing it that we wouldn't have said yes. But, but there we were trusting that if God is calling, then God is able to do it through us. So we went to Ghana. And you will remember that when we went to Ghana, we did not have, we went as, as the standard church. We did not have any standard churches. Now we have several Wesleyan churches that is in response to, to, to what God wanted us to do. When we went to Ghana, we couldn't call on uh, the uh, Cornerstone Church around uh, in the next town to come and help us. There was nobody, none of our tribe, <laughs> tribe, <laughs> in, in Ghana. So we couldn't call on any of them. But God was with us, and God has been with us. And he is doing his work through us. 
to the point where we, uh, we say in Ghana that we are ministering in a holistic way. Uh, Pastor Larry talked about some of the things that we do through Project Reach Out. God allows us to touch the lives of people through the, the humanitarian work that is done through Project Reach Out. Sponsoring uh, uh, needy uh, students to go to high school and some even to go to tertiary uh, uh, institutions. And last year, for instance, we were so pleased to, to have three young ladies graduate from university, ladies that we've known since they were this high, coming to our Sunday school, that we have uh, played a part in their upbringing. We have supported them in high school, giving them scholarship through what Project Reach Out does, and even supporting them partly through their university education. And three of them had graduated from university, and we celebrated them in the church. This is because you are helping us to do this. We have put some people through uh, uh, pastoral training that have been ordained and have come on staff with us preaching the word of God. This is because you have prayed and you have given to make this possible. We do medical clinics, day clinics. We gather uh, uh, some medical people and especially when our people are visiting from, from here, we take them along and we have uh, medical people and we buy a, a, a whole lot of uh, drugs, medicines, <laughs> and, and we take them to some village and we do a day clinic. We sit on the trees and we see... 100, 120, 150 people in a day just ministering to them. Some people ask, why are you doing this? Why have you come? So we get a chance to tell them about the love of God. Why do we do what we do? God has loved us so much. And he has shown us the way. So we go out there and try to demonstrate the love of God to people who are without that. We, because of the work of Project Reach Out, we have been able to go into, into closed areas, into even Muslim villages. Because if, if you're taking a clinic... To a, to a village, nobody will stop you. But through that, God has uh, opened opportunity for us to minister. Indeed, uh, we have more churches in the northern part of Ghana, which is supposed to be the closed Muslim area. We have more churches in the northern part of Ghana than we do have in the south of Ghana. This is what the Lord is doing through your support, through your prayers, through your partnerships with us. And now we have extended that into Burkina Faso, a brand new country, which is about 95% Muslim. 
we have gone into Burkina Faso, and uh, we have four churches planted in Burkina. We are working with the uh, church in Haiti, the Wesleyan Church in Haiti, to have a missionary come from uh, Haiti to work with us in Burkina Faso. Because this young man, of course, Haiti speaks French, and so does uh, Burkina Faso. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good uh, uh, match. And this young man, uh, God willing, will be coming in March of uh, 2018, next year, to, to uh, be a missionary to Burkina Faso. Pray uh, with us that that becomes a reality. Part of what we are experiencing now is, is uh, a leadership uh, crisis almost in Burkina Faso. We in Ghana don't speak French. Burkina Faso speaks French. And they, 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 we try to communicate, and there, there are a lot of uh, hand gestures and then through. <laughs> and it takes so long to, to have a 10-minute conversation with, with people in Burkina Faso. And we think that with uh, Wendell uh, coming to Burkina, it will be a tremendous help. He speaks English and he speaks French. So this is the kind of uh, person that we need for that work. Do continue to, to stand with us. Continue to pray with us. Uh, next year, by December 2018, we are going to have a, a, a national conference in Ghana. We are going to elect a new uh, national superintendent because this one uh, right now will be retiring in 2018, December. And uh, we want you to pray that God will choose the, uh, his, his own person that will lead the church in Ghana. Uh, uh, you know what happens to ministers when they retire? <laughs> they, they, they go on to do other church ministry. So, it, you know, retirement doesn't mean uh, I quit the church. Retirement means there will be somebody as the leader, but uh, I hope to be able to work in the background to support the work in Ghana. You know, uh, my work more or less as national superintendent in Ghana is more now of a, of a public relations kind of work, uh, and hopefully God will allow me to continue to do that for the church in Ghana. So pray with us through that uh, transition. Uh, God willing, I'll be coming back uh, next year, and uh, we, can, we can do what we do when uh, a person is going on retirement. So, <laughs> so uh, we, we, we look forward to that time, uh, but, uh, because we look forward to the new things that God has in store for the church in Ghana. So continue to pray with us, and... Uh, Please do accept our, our, our sincere thanks and appreciation for all the things that uh, folks in North Goa and in the Cornerstone Church continue to do for the work. You have been partners with us from the very beginning of our mission work in Ghana, and we do appreciate you. God bless you. Amen.
Thank you very much, Joe. That was uh, inspiring and challenging. Um, so, uh, if you'd like to come over here, Joe, we're going to pray for you, okay, as a church. Um, so, folks, let's do what we usually do. Let's surround Joe, and Joe, of course, is representing the work that's happening in the Wesleyan Church in Ghana, representing the work that's happening with Project Reach Out. So let's stand up, let's, let's move forward, let's pray for Joe, and then we'll uh, move into the last song. Okay, so uh, let's uh, surround our brother, and let's think of his wife Jemima and all of the work that's uh, happening, and also think of this of this uh, this missionary from Haiti that's going to go into Burkina Faso, and, uh, and let's also think of the future um, superintendent. So there's a big space in front of Joe. Fill that up, people. Fill that up, Terry. Move forward. There you go. Great, great, great. There we go. Yeah, we don't want a tunnel. We want a huddle. There we go. Let's, uh, yeah, let's have a couple of us lead out in prayer before we sing our last song.